1: Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.
0: This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from Vegas. It's 105 at Edmonton, 1205 in the city of sin. Orders now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Momentarily, we'll go to the Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780 496 The River Rivercree Resort Casino excitement bet on it, but not before we dip into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Just before we hook up with a uh, up with Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta. I want to read you a text. I just got to find it. Oh, no. No, there it is. Here we go. Uh, Bob, enough of saying Edmonton goaltending is good. Uh, Any NHL goalie knows... He could come in here and skyrocket his save percentage because Dave Tippett's system allows a ton of shots from the outside. Go get John Gibson or Corpus Sallow. Learn about GSAA from Kevin Woodley, etc. Smith was negative in GSAA when it counted in the playoffs. Never will win with a goaltender of that ilk in the net. Uh, that text comes to us. People are so angry. From Benny. All right, Benny. First of all, you're inferring that I don't talk to Kevin Woodley. I actually see Kevin Woodley face-to-face in Vancouver when the Oiters go into Vancouver. I've already talked to him a couple times this season. I'm well aware of what GSAA is, and Mark Spector will verify this, because if anybody's going to know what the advanced analytics are on stuff, it might be the host of this show. I have time for it, and I have time for it long before several others did. And uh, just so everybody's aware, goals saved above average. The point I made as to part of the reason why Edmonton was good, and Mark Spector's going to chime in here, part of the reason why Edmonton's been good in back-to-backs is they have two decent regular season goaltenders. Not every team has that. Some teams have a really good number one and don't want to play the number one in back-to-backs and play a less caliber number two goaltender in some of the back-to-backs the orders have two guys that can win for you in stretches and koskinen had tough moments last year but was 917 the year before that when mike smith was 902 last year mike smith was 923 so i'm well aware what the numbers are what happens come playoff time is depth gets exposed the orders and chicago neither team got goaltending in that series Against Winnipeg last year, they ran up against one of the three best goalies in the world, Connor Hellebuck, who hasn't played like it to start the season, but 9.50 save percentage. Uh, there you go. And we're going to bring aboard Mark Spector. But thanks for, hey, you know what? Thanks for sending the text and a lot. Much appreciated.
1: Speck, how you doing? Good, Bobby. Good. Are we still trying to gain reference points from that Chicago series and what happened in the bubble? Are we still looking back on that like it's a foundation? to To make you know here to come to conclusions g- about any hockey team, not just the orders, about any team. are we still doing that, Bob?
0: I don't know. There was some pretty overt criticism of Edmonton's high-end stars, Mark, as I recall, which I will say mitigated this past year when Edmonton lost to Winnipeg because it was apparent that they lacked depth, and they did lose the goaltending battle in that series, but I don't think Mike Smith cost them the series. Do Not when you're going into overtime
1: at 0-0, right? You know, your goalie got you to overtime three times in that series. So you know what? Like I get it. The goaltending could be better. I, I understand all that. But we over Like you know, you could take these. You could take a lot of these stats and and make them do more tricks than my golden retriever does. Last night, Bob's a great example. Are we going to talk goaltending in a back to back? You could have played Skinner in that game. You would have won it. You could have played a hundred goalies in that game. You would have won it. Arizona's a terrible team. That game had that 5-1 win. Sure, Koskinen played a nice first 10 minutes. He let the Oilers get on their feet. Yes. All of those things. But uh, but and most minor league goalies would have won that game for Edmonton. That game has no bearing on anyone's goaltending situation, does it?
0: My point in this was I was explaining the back-to-back record the last two years with Dave Tippett and I said because they have two serviceable goalies like the tester mentioned Jonas Carposalo Jonas Carposalo did not kill it last year he very well may be a guy you look at getting at some point but he didn't crush it last year elvis mers outplayed him koskinen outplayed mike smith the first year that they were a tandem 917 to 902 the second if we're just going to use save percentage the second year smith was terrific 923 and koskinen struggled 899 koskinen also started 12 of the first 13 games mark you know after it's sitting in a hotel easy. room quarantine he's not going to be a guy right. that plays like basically, just- now the, the texter mentioned john gibson and Corpusalo to me those are completely different goaltending options john gibson if he's not getting peppered every night game after game and starting 65 games a year if john gibson started 55 games a year you probably have one of the five best goalies in the NHL. I would say that. Corpusello, to me, corpus Allo is sort of a mid-range guy, and and he may end up being the type of guy you go get. I don't know. I'm just saying that they're goaltending for two years. They were 907 last year, Mark. Or sorry, they were seventh at 910 save percentage, seventh in the league in save percentage. That's they weren't good enough, bad Bob. in the regular season. That's good enough. Right? Yes, it's good enough. And, and guess what? <laughs> they're seventh. They're seventh again out of the gate. But they have a way better. And I'm going to ask you because I'm going to give you the floor for the next 10 minutes. Do they <laughs> or do they not have a way better team this year than they had last year? Well, of course they do. There's no question about that. <laughs>
1: That's it. What makes them better? (laughs) Well, listen. I think I think that you you, you can always go and find areas on every team in the league that need to get better. In Edmonton, you look at the goaltending and you say it can get better, and there's no question it can. But but uh, you know, let's not move on from the fact that pretty much every move that was made over the summer, uh, early early returns were four games in. But uh, Zach Hyman at five and a half million is looking like a pretty good buy, Bobby, right now. Right? He's a really good, useful player in every situation. Uh Warren Fogel, you know, do you want a, an undersized defenseman? They got a lot of defensemen in Edmonton, or is is you know, the basis of a big third line that plays like a third line supposed to play. Was that not a deal that helped the Edmonton Oilers a great deal, right? Derek Ryan, you know, you're the you've been on that train for five years. Is Derek Ryan exactly what they needed? Yes, he's exactly what they needed. Look at his faceoff off percentage. The Look at the load he's taken off of. You know, you don't have to have Nuge take face offs because he's not as very good at it. So the moves they've made here, Keith and CeCe, has anybody really noticed them? No, you haven't, because they've been playing a steady, solid game. They're getting the job done. They're not filling their, the other net with pucks, and your net's not getting filled with pucks there. That's what a second pairing's supposed to do. They're getting their minutes in, and they're playing well defensively. All of Ken Holland's moves at this point, you know, for everyone that's been bashing all summer, right? everyone that said Keith couldn't play, he can play so far. You know, everyone said Hyman was a bad deal, or the people who did, they were not right. It is a good deal. So give them credit. They've off, they, 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 Bob, we can talk about the one area that they need work on. That's their goaltending. I'll have that conversation with you. But Pohn scratched about five itches this summer. He did a pretty good job at it.
0: In fairness, the texter that was criticizing that, it, I, he thinks that Skinner should have played one of these two games. Ah, and I, whatever. i, I got to tell you, just for me personally watching because again I was on the plane last year but to watch how Stuart Skinner conducts himself now and carries himself like you know Mark you know when a guy realizes what it takes to be a pro and they carry themselves like a pro. And mm-hmm. Stuart Skinner carries himself like a pro. He's putting the time in, the work ethic. He's improved. His, his, the, he, he was always a pretty good athlete. I mean, I watched this guy all the way back to twelve, thirteen, when he played on a team with Tyler Benson and David Quenville. We were locked out that year in the NHL. I went seven straight Sundays and watched those kids play. Bad triple because they had an unbelievable team. And Sherwood Park, by the way, had Carter Hart and Sam Steele. And I saw those teams play twice. I was like, these goalies are pretty good. Like, for Bantams, I'm like, I don't know about you, Spec, but the, the, the goalies I had at Bantams out with the Strathcona Warriors were not of that caliber. So, mm-hmm. anyhow, the, the, that, that texture likes Skinner. Uh, I think Edmonton has something in Skinner. that us see where it goes He's with nice Smith. a minor league goalie and right now. And, and all I, like, you know, I do think that the, the team you're going to I think they're going to be looking to add because I think they're going to be a top 8 team. I don't and here's one more thing for you Mark. I don't even think they've played a complete game yet. Like they've got four wins against four non-playoff teams from last season. Yep. yep. And at the, after each game you could say this team's got another gear they can get to.
1: Yeah, it's been a soft. It's been a soft start for Edmonton. We said that before the season started, and, but you know what? Like, don't blame the Oilers. They're playing the teams that the schedule makers put in front of them, and they're winning every night. So, don't worry. You know, you, everybody plays the same teams over and over. Uh, and when it comes to Skinner, I'll say this: I like Skinner too. And you know, it reminds me of the Saskatchewan Roughriders, where the the backup quarterback's always the most popular guy in the in the province, right? Because he's not playing it. You're going to get a look at Skinner this year. Like one of the these goalies is going to go down for a week or two weeks or something and you'll get a look at them it's just at this early point Koskinen heading into the Arizona game I believe he played what 28 minutes of hockey all season right If, if I'm coaching the Edmonton Oilers and I've got Koskinen there and he's my backup he hasn't played he came in and saved that game against Anaheim I'm not putting Skinner in in a game he was supposed to start in Arizona. I'm not doing it. And, you know, it's Koskinen's job and it's his his gig. And, you don't, you know, you owe that player a little bit of loyalty here. This is your backup and the team needs that player today. And you got to give him the ball and say, okay, Agreed. we need you. Prove that. And it, he's getting you know, the ball. You it's, it. It. it's been confirmed that Koskinen's... Give him the ball. Yeah, and it's no surprise. And last Mark, night was an easy night we're, for we're, goalie we're, Bob. There's no reason he can't play two in a row. Absolutely no reason.
0: Mark, we're watching something that's off the charts. Like, Connor McDavid's got 47 points his last 18 regular season games. He's got 11 (laughs) points in the first four games of the year. He's got more goals in four games than the Montreal Canadiens have in five. We just spent 12 minutes talking about the goaltending, and we're watching the best player in the world elevate beyond... He's he he's he's at like sixty one percent in the face off circle. He's shooting the puck a ton. The goal he scored last night, you know, and, and I got somebody chirp me last night, oh Austin Matthews. Well Austin Matthews has got one of Whatever. the top five shots in the NHL. Right? He's got a yeah. great shot, and McDavid has worked on faceoffs and his shooting to the point where that was the type of goal that Matt, you know, cuts in the middle, boom and rips one home, and it's past. I mean, it's spectacular. He was already the most advanced player in the world, Mark, and he keeps yeah, adding he... to his repertoire. <laughs> he's
1: getting better. <laughs> it, it is true. It is like he's scoring. You know, find me the kind of goal he doesn't score, right? Sure, he scores in a breakaway, and he, you know, he, he walked in from the sort of the high near the point last night and walked in made a quick move to the inside and shot, scored from 18 feet. You know, he scored the goal from the side where yet last night he kicked it up to his foot and shot it so quickly. I mean, such a deaf set of feet and hands. Uh it's awesome. You know what? We're so blessed at Edmonton to have this to have watched Gretzky growing up the way we did and now have another guy come in that's that's going to be in the same pantheon of player. Uh it's yeah, you know, he's just, it's unbelievable how good he is, Bob. I, I've run out of words. Like, I just, I've written it 100,000 times, it feels like. I don't know what more to write about the guy, and he's only 24, so I guess I better figure it out, eh? <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll never forget Fort Lauderdale, the draft in 2015, having a 7-up with Chris Knobloch, who was coaching Erie at that time. Four straight 50-plus win seasons in junior. The only coach ever to do that in junior history, including two years after Connor left. And he looked at me, and he said, "Stop." You're going to be doing games, years three, four, and five, and go, where did that come from? Because he never stops working at his craft. He's yeah. going to make a play, and you're going to go, I've never seen him do that. And that's just because that's who he is. He's that guy.
1: It's true, man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty never cool. There... And... Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah. No, no, it's, it's awesome to watch any concern on yamamoto one goal last 33 games regular season and playoffs
1: yeah for sure and and this is where the competition's going to kick in you know it, he's he's to be honest he's in a pretty good spot because like i don't see who's you know, this tells you that maybe they're, as long as he's going to stay on that line, they're a little light on the right side. Um, you're not moving Cassian off that third line. He's there to stay because that line's rolling great. You're you Pulley-Arvey's your first-line right winger. There's no question about that. And, you know, I, I guess Yamamoto's getting the grace of... He gets to stay on that second line right wing spot because you know who else you put in there. I suppose you could move Hyman over and move a left winger up if you wanted. Maybe a Tyler Benson gets in. Right? Uh, there's various things that can happen here, but they're tapping their foot, waiting for Yamamoto to prove that he's a top six right winger. Because being a top six right winger means the puck has to go in the net once in a while. That's all there is to. Especially when your center, uh, you know, your centers are who the centers are on Edmonton. So yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm tapping my foot too. I, if you ask me today, is is Kyle yamo a top a top six player, Bob? What's your answer? Is he a top six player? Right now, I
0: got five guys. While well, I got two, they got five top six players. World they have class. Six. Guys. They got five top six guys and a guy that isn't performing at that level right now that's right he's not a
1: top six player right now can he be I don't know let's see but I think what we're learning about this team as it goes on here Bob we're not in the uh, we're not in the prospect stage anymore we're not in the let's let this guy work on his game stage anymore right this is a lineup that if you're not producing so far there's been someone to come in and produce for you. Uh, we've had a little stall on second line right wing because Yamamoto's getting some grace there. But you know what? By playoff time, if, if he's not producing, he won't be there anymore.
0: Mark, uh, is Vegas dangerous tonight? No patch ready, no stone. Tuck out months with uh, surgery. And Alec Martinez on the back end really solidified their top four. He's out as well.
1: Wow. So, you know, this is, um, this is a time to beat that team right this is the time if edmonton was losing uh, missing the commensurate players in their lineup and they lost to vegas we go oh yeah well look at all the guys that are out so you know what back to back i don't care it's early in the season no one's tired yet right nobody's there's no reason for this to be there was barely any travel there's no reason to sit there and pull out the old oh it's back-to-back games the orders are tired they're not tired they've been winning Uh, They can go in and win this game. They're a better team. They they may be a better team head up. We'll see about that. But I'll tell you right now, with all those injuries, they are a better team. There's a better roster wearing white tonight than wearing black. There's no question about that. So I would expect the Oilers to win. They're going to lose at some point. I get all all that. But I would expect them to win.
0: Speck, have a great weekend. We'll hook up on Tuesday. Hey, how's your weather down there? you
1: lying around the pool after the show or what, Bobby?
0: No, nobody needs to see a beach whale by the pool.
1: <laughs> don't don't get sunburned. I'll be watching Gene on the show hey, tonight. Should
0: we tell everybody the Should we tell everybody the annual bet for 215 from 1990 oh. Oh 1993 to 1998?
1: I think we should have left that bet going for uh, eternity, Bob. I used to bet Bob Stauffer every at media hockey. He used to say, "I can wait two. I'm gonna wait two fifteen. I'm gonna get down." And I used to bet him twenty bucks every year that he couldn't get down to $2.15. And old rodeo Roy Stasiak used to show up with a scale in his hockey bag and throw it down on the dressing room floor. And by the last couple of years of that bet, Bob, you weren't even stepping on that scale. You just walk it over and give me twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The scary hot. thing was I could spec, I could still skate back then.
1: You're yeah, a good skater. But not at the crew. imagine how quick he would have been if you had gone down to two fifteen.
0: <laughs> it was rather ironic that it was Roy Stasiak that had the scale. I mean, not exactly yeah. body by solo flex, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Boughty by Budweiser. more Great likely. guy, though, and he knew he knew a he knew a hell of a lot about hockey. He had a good eye for talent. Oh, all for right, Scott, sure. so well, have well, a great weekend, all right, my man. man. See <laughs> See ya. 124 at Edmonton. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta presenting live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile uh, every Friday and Saturday. Post times at 5.15 p.m. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. All right. Uh, when we come back, the order is now. Injury report, it's 124 in Edmonton.
1: Subscribe to the Oilers Now Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on
0: 630 Cash. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Scott with you. Let's go to the Oilers Now Injury Report. It's brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple, there the best. James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. Here's Brennan Escott. Well, Mike Smith, day-to-day with a lower body injury, not with the team right now. Vegas' Alec Martinez left Wednesday's game early after crashing into the boards. He will not play tonight. Captain Mark Stone has a lower body issue, as does Max Pacioretty. Stone day-to-day, patches week-to-week. Alex Tuck is out indefinitely with that shoulder injury. And Sidney Crosby did return to practice with the Penguins, but still not quite ready to return, so he won't play tomorrow against Toronto but uh, working his way back from wrist surgery. The team uh, does have an event uh, in Vegas on Saturday Mike Smith is actually with the uh, with the hockey club right now but not slated to hit the ice until Monday. You already know that cars cost less than Watasski but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford and Watasskiwan 10 time presidents award winners for customer satisfaction. What does that mean? It means they treat people fairly. Fully transparent negotiations. They make sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes, with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, f- phone our friends, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the Gang, at 1 877 477 3673, or visit Brentridge.com. It's 129 off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. And when we come back, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon.